I'm Max Kreitzer, and you're listening to The Story Of. This is the story of 4-H Camp. Growing up, we were a 4-H family. 4-H is a community organization that is more popular in rural areas. My friend Ryan Zink was in it, and his mom was the president, and we loved her. In 4-H, we learned songs, did crafts, and got ready for the state fair. I never had much success at the state fair. I entered a drawing competition one year, and I was really proud of my drawing. During the competition, you hang your artwork up as the judges come around with their clipboards and collection of ribbons to ask you questions. I was nervous as the first judge came up to me. He looked at my drawing for a long time, and then he looked at me. Did you trace this? He asked. At the time, I wasn't entirely sure what tracing was. I knew of tracing paper, but I thought it was just like thin paper you could draw on. I knew what ribbon I would be awarded would depend on my answer. It's a, it's a mixture, really. I used uh, some tracing and some, some drawing, some sketching and, and shading, colored pencils, of course. The judge nodded as if I'd answered correctly. Sorry, son, he said, taking the clothespin off of my drawing, removing it from the wire mesh. This is a freehand competition. You can't trace in here. I'll have to disqualify this. He handed me my drawing of Simba and Zazu in front of an African sunset. He saw my eyes starting to tear up as I looked at his stack of ribbons. He sighed. Here you go, he said, handing me a green participation ribbon. I ran to find my sister and my mom, working at the 4-H burger stand. Look, I said, showing them the ribbon through the screen window. I won! Years later, in looking through some old tubs in storage, we found the sketch of Simba and Zazu, and it did not look traced. It, it in no way looked traced. But I had better luck in the National Square Dance Competition. Despite missing her hand and some of her arm, Sarah was the best square dancer in our 4-H group. They partnered me with her, which was great for me because I was the worst and she made me look good. But it was probably weird for her because I looked exactly like her brother Matt. I remember we won a few rounds and then competed for first place in Topeka, Kansas. My grandma Max and grandpa Larry came out to watch us. By a miracle, we won first and I ran over to show my grandpa my blue ribbon. He nodded and said, well look at that. Then he looked at my mom and took a serious tone with her. Is this something the boy wanted to do on his own? Being the Kansas state champs of square dancing would be my most thrilling 4-H experience for years to come. That is, until I was old enough to attend the one thing people joined 4-H for. 4-H camp. My older sister Britt had been going to 4-H camp for two years, and I was beyond stoked to finally go. Not just because I thought it would be a cool experience, but because I could be someone else there. Around this time, girls in our class had started getting their periods, and unfortunately, my name was also the name of a popular feminine product. I decided that while I was at camp, I would go by my middle name. Alan. I had never been camping before, and honestly, I didn't pack all that well. I just figured camp was mostly about being dirty and outside all day, so I brought all the clothes I didn't mind ruining. Mostly my holy sweatpants, shirts that were too big for me, and a single pair of water shoes that I bought at Treasury Drug. We took a bus there, and on the drive, Britt and I shared a Walkman and listened to our favorite album, Dookie, by Green Day. Once we got to the camp, they divided us up and sent us to our cabins to meet our counselors. My counselor was Lonnie. Lonnie was a big guy who was pretty sure one of us was going to die at some point. Gentlemen, come with me, Lonnie said. He gave us a tour of the campgrounds, 
pointing out all the dangers that lied within. The path we are on now is the only path you'll be using. If you go missing, I will only look for you along this path. If you aren't somewhere on this path, I will never find you. Over there is the swimming pool. If you plan on even dipping your foot in the water, you tell me before you do it, and you tell me when you're done. There's the creek. It is off the path, so you will not be going there. Four inches, boys. Four inches. What's four inches, sir? A boy from Pleasant Ridge asked. Lonnie took his cue and flipped around to get in his face. That's how much water it takes to drown you. We ended the trail of nightmares at the flagpole and a collection of common buildings. He took us into the nature center. The nature center had things in it found around the camp with labels on what they were and who found them. There were skulls, rocks, leaves, and even insects and animals. Lonnie walked over to the aquariums. You know what this is, boys? A snake, I said. I loved all reptiles, snakes, frogs, and especially turtles. I always felt bad for snakes, though, because they were like turtles without shells. But what kind is it? Lonnie asked. A water moccasin, sir. My dad and I use them for target practice, another boy from Pleasant Ridge said. Now they'll bite you, but they ain't poisonous. If you see one, you stay away from it. He moved to the next tank. Anyone know what this beauty is? A snake, I said again. Strike one, Kratzer. You only get three strikes for the entire seven days at camp. Getting a strike on the first day isn't a good idea. I wasn't trying to be smart. I just love snakes and I was really excited. This is a copperhead, he said. Now these are venomous and they pack a punch. If you see one of these, you stay away and then you find someone and you tell them. Do you understand? Yes, sir, everyone said except for me. I wasn't comfortable calling people sir. He moved to the third aquarium, but there was no snake in it. There was a printed image of a rattlesnake taped to the front of it. Now this, he said, pointing at the picture, is a killer. A girl a few years back stepped on one, and it reached up and bit her just above the knee. They did all they could, but she lost the leg. She damn near died. If you see one of these, you get the fuck out of there and you come and get me. It took a few days for me to make friends with the guys. They were all from Pleasant Ridge, which was a little more rural than Leavenworth, but we bonded over talking about the girls at camp. At the end of camp, apparently there was a dance. Like a square dance, I asked. All the guys laughed. No, like a dance dance, Troy said. Then they all started talking about what girl they were going to ask to the dance. Wait, doesn't everyone go to the dance? I asked. Yeah, but you ask someone to go with you. That way you don't look stupid standing around or whatever, Troy said. This didn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't they just go to the dance and dance with whoever? Like, nobody needs this kind of unnecessary pressure. I thought they might be wrong about this. On our way to the rifle range the next day, I saw my sister at the pool with a group of girls sunning themselves. Hey guys, I'll catch up with you, I said. These girls weren't Britt's usual group of friends. They were her camp friends. I walked over to them. Hello, ladies, I said. Hey, who's this? One girl asked. Not wanting my sister to blow my new name cover, I quickly answered. I'm Alan, I said. That's his middle name. This is my dorky little brother, Max. Without hesitation, the first girl started laughing. Like Maxipad? Don't get too close to the water, another girl chimed in. You might absorb it all, Maxipad. I ignored them. Hey, Brit, you know this dance thing? Are you supposed to, like, go with someone? Oh, gross, some girl said. Are you asking your sister to the dance? Oh my god, you perv, another one said. I don't know, Brit said behind her sunglasses. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, unless it's illegal, like kissing your sister. 
I sighed and looked down at the pool. I didn't want to, but I was going to have to splash the fuck out of these people. I didn't want to splash my sister, but obviously she had been compromised. She also had our Walkman and Green Day Dookie cassette tape with her. I would need to get the tape away from Brit if I was going to splash them. Hey Brit, I asked. Can I borrow Dookie? Ew, gross. Now you want your sister's Dookie? One of the girls said. I launched myself into the air and jumped into the pool, successfully splashing them. I swam to the other side and climbed out, making my way to the rifle range. Lonnie was there, waiting for me. He saw that I was soaking wet. Strike two, Kratzer. I started looking for girls to ask to the dance. My first thought went to Sarah, my old square dancing partner. I found her at breakfast. Hey Sarah, do you have anyone to go the dance with? I asked. Sarah knew exactly what I was getting at. No thanks, she said. You look too much like my brother. I don't want people to think I asked my sibling to the dance. Yeah, that would suck, I said. Finally, I had to admit to the guys that I didn't have a date to the dance. And then they told me to go ask Jess. Jess was kind of a tomboy, and she didn't have a date yet. I found her walking with her group to the archery range. Hi, um, Jess? I'm friends with the fellows from Pleasant Ridge, and I was wondering if you wanted to go to the dance with me. I mean, with all of us, really. I mean, most of them are from Pleasant Ridge, and I know you are too. And I'm not, you know, weird or anything. I'm cool. I just thought, you know, they're going, and, and your friends are going with them. Like, we could go together. Jess looked back at her group. We were all sort of going to the dance, like not with a date, like in a group. So I mean, I mean, I'll see you there. Uh, sure, I said. I looked at the girls in her group, and they were all the dates of the guys in my group. That's uh, that's what I was kind of saying anyways, what I was trying to get at. So I'll see you there. But not like as a date, she clarified. I ran back to our cabin. I have a date, I told the guys. The night of the dance was a disaster. I was trying to hang around Jess to kind of make it seem like she was my date to the guys, but they all knew she wasn't anyways. For fear of being labeled incestuous, I couldn't even look at my sister, or Sarah for that matter. I wandered away from the dance, down to the creek to look for turtles. I tossed some rocks into the water as the sun started setting, and that's when I saw it. Curled up on a rock in the center of the creek was a giant, curled up snake. I sprinted as fast as I could back up the hill to the dance, ignoring the bloody blisters I had on my feet from wearing only water shoes for a week. I searched the crowd for Lonnie, and I finally found him. Lonnie, I said out of breath, forgetting that he had asked me to call him sir. Sir Lonnie, who's hurt? He asked, shaking me. No one, not yet. I saw a snake down in the creek. I think it's a rattlesnake. Show me. We ran back down to the creek. During the run, I had time to imagine how this would all turn out. I imagined us bringing the rattlesnake back to the nature center. We'd have to walk right through the dance. Everyone would know it was me who found it. They might do the ceremony right then, putting my name next to the aquarium where the dangerous rattlesnake would now live safely next to his snake neighbors. I would be a hero, and every girl would want to dance with me then. When we finally made it down to the creek, I pointed the snake out. He was still on the rock, sunning himself in peace. There he is. Is it a rattlesnake? I asked, suddenly unsure of myself. Nope, Lonnie said. My heart sank. I guess I was wrong, and there wouldn't be any ceremony. No hero's parade, no name on the wall, just a long, sad walk back. Oh well, I thought, trying to cheer myself up. If I were a snake, I wouldn't want to live my life in a cage anyways. Suddenly, Lonnie hurled a giant stone towards the snake. The stone smashed against the rock in the snake's head, making a wet thunk sound. The snake's head remained on the rock, on top of a splat of blood, 
The pinched off body wriggled into itself, curling up in a knot and flopping into the water. Lonnie waited until the severed head had stopped gasping for air to speak. That ain't a rattlesnake, he said. That's a dead snake. Strike three, Kratzer. If you like cooking, go to the store and buy one thing of olive oil, and then come home, open this giant package of shit, and then collect all your plastic and all your paper and put it in your garage because you don't know how to throw it away. So eating is fun when you do it, when you do it online. So fuck earth, buy your food online for one meal at a time. Instead of going to the grocery store, brought to you by the grocery store, which is like probably really near you. <laughs>